Welcome uh, to episode uh, 190 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is um, it is uh, Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 27th of February, 2000, 2021. Um, I hope you're all doing all right out there. Enjoying your weekend. Um, it is almost the end of February already, people. Two months in. Haven't we? And um, everything's looking a little bit brighter this year already, isn't it? With vaccinations coming out and shit like that. And hopefully the old uh, 40 year olds will soon be up there. Um, I look like I'm melting into the background on the video at the minute as I'm looking into it. Obviously, if you're listening to this um, via um, uh, audio media, just uh, through your ears. Um, you're not going to see this, but I am wearing an orange uh, uh, 1988 uh, retro fucking uh, Holland shirt. Um, the best Dutch shirt that's ever been made, by the way. Uh, when the likes of uh, Van Basten and Rijkaard and uh, Rude Hullet and Ronald Koeman played and won the Euros in uh, 1988. Um, but um, with the background that I've got as well, which is also sort of like an orangey brick thing, I look as though I'm sort of like just fading into the background. Um, I fucking love a retro uh, football shirt, by the way. Um, the best shirt I ever owned um, was the uh, Germany 1990, and I've got a reproduction of that. Um, but I actually owned an original one um, in 1990. Uh, when uh, when England played uh, um, uh, Germany, was it quarterfinals or semifinals? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was the was it the semis? Um, uh, England Germany nineteen ninety. I think it was the semis. Was it? Um, no, it was the it was the fucking um, uh, it was the quarterfinals, wasn't it? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, semi-finals. I stand corrected. Yeah, I thought it was a semi-finals. Um, and um, I had that shirt and fucking wore it that day. And I remember going in town as a fucking 13-year-old and somebody fucking spat at me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was ill-judged. Um, not, not even at the age of 13. I quite like this. Even at the age of uh, 13, uh, I, I still didn't want to follow the trend and saw the um, hypocrisy of um, adults spitting at a uh, fucking 13-year-old boy who was wearing a fucking German shirt. <laughs> my favourite player played for Germany, Lothar Matthias. My favourite fucking player. Um, and um, uh, I had the uh, the original German shirt from that. And um, I must admit, though, some of the reproductions you see on fucking... Uh, this one's actually quite good. Um, it's quite a good repro of it. And uh, the German shirt I've got is quite good. Although there was, uh, on the original shirt, like about halfway down, there was like a hem that went across the front of it uh, that isn't on the other German shirt I've got. Um, and this one, at least the fucking um, Dutch badge is the way it should be. And the fucking Adidas uh, sign is uh, Adinas logo is is where it should be as well, um, but you see some stuff like online and that, and it's just fucking awful. Or you see like people like JD Sports selling like old England 
um, shirts, but they can't put the um, they can't put the the brand on it, so they can't put the Umbro sign on it. So they just try and make it look a little bit like Umbro. It looks like something like your mum'd make. You know when you used to go to school and um, there'd be like uh, some sort of there, there was, it's World Book Day or something like that. Now I only know this through. Um, um, uh, the the tribulations that uh, my girlfriend goes through uh, for getting her lad um, to uh, to school in some sort of like fancy dress outfit, but it looks like something your mum would make. Um, some of these shirts do. Um, that's uh, it's all it's it's got a vague essence of what the shirt actually was, but it's uh, it, it ain't quite right. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! I remember years ago, my mum. This must. This is going back some years. It must have been uh, early eighties. My mum made us. It was when ET came out, and my mum made us um, ET like fucking. Um, uh, it was like ET, like like a soft ET toy thing, and it wasn't one of these packs that you get these days where you knit it yourself or anything like that. Um, it was made out of a pair of my mum's old tights um, to get the... I think my mum was going for the colour, that tight colour, you know, that tight colour, the the brownie sort of like, you know, how how women look now who, who use too much fucking fake uh, um, suntan um, on their legs. Um, it was that sort of color, that brownie fucking um, color, and it it she'd balled it together like the body had been balled together, and then she'd tied something round its neck to make its neck look bigger, and then um, just there was the fucking head on top, and it had like two blue eyes. And I think after about a week, the mouth fell off, and it was just haunting. <laughs> it was essentially. A- a pair of my mum's tights uh, that I used to uh, go to sleep with uh, at night. <laughs> that was before. That was before the day when uh, my parents made a bit of money, um, and uh, they're the sort of they're the sort of joyful things we used to have made for us. Um, and I loved that fucking et. I loved it. Um, but uh, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I fucking remember that man. Whatever happened to that? That is somewhere now. Those tights, you know, rotting away somewhere in a landfill. There's a fucking ET um, made out of tights that somebody, uh, some archaeologist in the future is going to find. <laughs> this is where the height of toys in the 20th century. That's the thing, isn't it? All these people like dig up these things, archaeologists and shit like that. It could be just like nonsense that somebody's just like fucking made and just buried it and gone, oh God, that's fucking horrendous toy that is. I'll just bury that. And then 2000 years, some fucking archaeologist finds it and has a whole, you know, connecting all the dots and everything like that to the fact that they were a more civilised culture than they actually were. Well, we found this E.T. toy. Well, they must have seen E.T. as a god in those days. This is clearly signs that they were visited by alien life. (laughs) It's just like, it's just my parents at the time couldn't afford a fucking uh, proper stuffed toy E.T. (laughs) Probably it. Oh, right, okay. We didn't realise that. Um, 
Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm melting into the background a little bit here. I fucking, I still like wearing a football shirt. I haven't, I haven't played football for fucking years. Um, I think I played, um, I, um, I don't know. I, I think my last game must have been when I was about 25, 26, something like that. Um, I remember in my last game I played, I fucked the ligaments in my knee. Um, in the first half of the game, I went in for a low header. Uh, somebody's knee came in and I broke my nose. I remember doing that. And then I and then I went off because it was the rule then, um, as it is now, uh, if, you're, if you're bleeding or whatever, you have to go off the pitch. So um, I remember going off the pitch, the manager getting, getting my head, putting it back, which is the worst thing to do, by the way, if you break your nose and it's fucking pissing blood because it all goes down the back of your throat. Um, and then I just pinched it and like fucking... Um, it stopped bleeding, so I got to go back on. And that was the first half. And then the second half, um, I was well past my prime at these days. Most of these guys never had a prime. Um, quote there from uh, Major League. Um, but, um, yeah, I was well past my prime. I think I had a prime of about, like, a, a couple of years when I was 16 to 18, I think, um, when I was actually enjoying playing. And... Um, uh, yeah, I went on for the, uh, I went on again. And then the second half, I sort of like turned and went to run the other way. And somebody's knee came, came in or somebody's leg came in. They just clattered me and I fucked my knee up. Um, which is still going to this day, by the way, these things stay with you people. Even now, if I go to the cinema, there's something about the seats in the cinema. I don't know what it, what it is, the angle of the way they're elevated or something like that. They seem to sink down at the back. But if I'm sitting in a cinema seat for two hours and then get up and and go to walk down those steps, I walk down like a fucking old man because um, my knee just locks up completely. And I'm just like, and that is uh, that is a uh, that is a throwback uh, to playing football well past my prime. Um, but after that game, I was like, oh, fuck this. I can't, I can't. You're 25, Ben. You ain't gonna, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna make it to the World Cup. Find something else you can do. Bit of stand-up. Yeah, I love that. I love that, sweetheart. I love a bit of stand-up. It's nice and safe most of the time. <laughs> Unless somebody's trying to lump you on stage for something you said. But hey, you know, everybody's got different opinions. Anyway. Um, so I haven't done uh, a vast amount um, this week. It's very difficult. I know I keep saying this to you people. Um, I know I keep saying I, I I have not done a vast amount every week. But, you know, we're chilling out. We're getting a bit of writing done. We're waiting for it to come back, hopefully in sort of like May, June time, something like that, April, end of April, May, June, maybe stand up. So, you know, this is what we've got. We did have uh, uh, one thing this week I did see. Uh, was the Captain Tom. Uh, he dead, baby. He dead. He gone. Let Captain Tom go. Uh, he dead. Um, Sir, uh, Sir Captain Tom Moore. Uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore, is it? Or Sir Captain Tom Moore? He got made a sir anyway. He walked around his garden, you know. You know the one. Um, he raised a load of money for the NHS. Uh, he was a hero of uh, the coronavirus times, but unfortunately, uh, ironically enough, died of coronavirus, um, uh, which, um, you know, there's a certain amount of irony there, to be perfectly honest. If he'd have done a few f- more fucking laps, he could have fucking saved himself. Uh, no. Um, 
yeah, it's um, uh, this is the guy. Uh, he, he was uh, he's an old captain from the army. He was about ninety nine, and um, he uh, he he was looking for like sponsorship or whatever um to do that and then it took off it went viral because it went viral because it had like all the greatest things in there he was an old boy um uh he was doing it for charity that charity was the nhs and then everybody fucking creamed their knickers all over him um because he trotted around the garden a few times um what did you do ben to raise money for the nhs good point that's a very good point um yeah, so um, he died this week, um, which it seems is a very, I don't know, everything seems to have moved on a little bit because when the timing for that was perfect as well, by the way, because everybody was a little bit scared. Nobody really knew what coronavirus was at the time. Everybody felt like they were at risk and they were looking for a hero. This was back in the time when we were still fucking applauding on our doorsteps for the NHS and... Um, and um, it, it always seems to go that way, um, that we we need a hero. We need something to latch onto or grasp onto or some sort of inspirational thing in times of trouble. When people are scared, that's basically it, isn't it? When people are scared or don't know what's happening in the future. This is why we have superstitions and things like that, isn't it? You know, because we want to be able to control or put a handle on something and say, you know, we, you know, if this, if we do this, you know, like, don't put new shoes on a table. There must be something behind that or, you know, um, you know, like red sky in the morning and all that sort of shit. All those sayings, all those things, there's always a, uh, a reason behind that. Um, because we're worried and we're scared about, you know, this is why we have fairy tales and shit like that, isn't it? Because we're trying to piece together and take control of the uncontrollable, um, which is a little bit what um, um, Tom, uh, Captain Tom became like a figurehead for, like, you know, the old Brit spirit. This is it. He was in the fucking military the um the casting back to like the blitz spirit of the second world war he sort of like embodied that even though people were really sort of like being a bit pussies about it <laughs> basically weren't they everybody was shitting themselves and they said we'll get through this with a blitz spirit protect the nhs support the nhs and they're fucking heroes, the nhs and then we had an old boy walking around his garden and everybody goes this is what we need to take on coronavirus, we need a 99-year-old man as a figurehead um, for this to raise money. I wonder what happened to that money that he's actually raised for the NHS. Did that actually go into the NHS? Is this not something that, uh, uh, you know, our government should be doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shouldn't they be investing in the NHS rather than leaving it to old men working, walking around their gardens with a Zimmer frame, being weighed down by his medals. Um, I imagine he didn't do that every day. All the publicity shots of him are in his medals. If he did that, um, he's lost a little bit of uh, a slightly narcissistic thing to do there, marching around um, with a Zimmer frame. Uh, what, marching around your own garden with your fucking medals on. I imagine that's a publicity shot. In which case, 
Somebody has said to him, you need to wear your medals. I think if you wear your medals, go go, go in your fucking house and get your fucking medals. Bring them out here. We'll take a fucking photo of you. Look a bit frail and stuff. Yeah? You look too strong. Look frailer. <laughs> you know. That's the thing, though, isn't it? You fucking know somebody's done that. If he's wearing medals in there, somebody has fucking done that, told him to put them fucking medals on. Um... Uh, apparently, um, tested positive for COVID-19 last week, uh, uh, and he had, uh, pneumonia as well, which is a bit of a shame, you know, like he did sort of like, you know, to a lot of people out there who were less cynical than me, he did show a lot of hope, um, during the times when, um, it was a very strange time last year. I don't know if you remember this. It was very strange. It all seemed to happen all of a sudden. And then, then you know, we were all going to be fucking wiped out by it. And then, you know, uh, there's people dying left, right and centre. And an old boy walking around his garden seemed to be the best way to combat that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, unfortunately, he has died. Um, uh, but he was 99. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um you know, my nan's coming up to that sort of age. Um, she's 98 at the minute. Um, so, um, you know, it's a fair fair old good age, that is, isn't it? You've, you've lived through a fucking... You can't say you've been cheated. If you live to the age of 99 and you can still walk around your fucking garden, albeit with the help of a Zimmer frame, but being weighed down by your own medals, I don't think you can say that that you've been cheated in life at all. Uh, you've had a fair old crack of the whip, but what a what a hell of a hell of a fucking finish, wasn't it? You know, he's probably you know he was in the army, he did all that shit, he did some other stuff. You know, nobody would have known who he was, and then right at the end, a year to go in uh, at the end of your life, he stud. You know, what a fucking hell of a fucking twelve months he's had. Goes viral, trots round his garden for a bit trying to raise money, wanting to raise 100 quid or something like that, raise millions in uh, for the NHS, which they will possibly squander, um, which they do. Take it from me, the fucking NHS waste money left, right, and fucking centre. Um, they seem to want to pay anything for anything. Um, yeah, um, raise money for the NHS... And uh, became a sir and then fucking pops his clogs. I mean, what a fucking year he's had. He has smashed it in the final fucking year of his life. And that is a testament to never giving up people out there. (laughs) I'll still be fucking doing this podcast. I'll still be on stage working out material, uh, open mic nights, possibly in Craigley Heath if it's still there and hasn't fucking crumbled down at the Hollybush in Craigley Heath, uh, when I'm 99, going, any time, any time now. That's when I go on Britain's Got Talent, innit? That's when you, that's when you go on Britain's Got Talent. When you're fucking old, you're, you've fucking, you've, you've given up, like, trying to make it. You're fucking old, and you think, right, this is it. Britain's Got Talent. Go for the fucking sympathy vote. Start warbling out some sort of fucking old war song. 
Well, mate, again, that's a guarantee to get into the fucking final. <laughs> if you've got grey hair, you go on with a fucking Zimmer frame. You start warbling on some sort of war fucking song. I should have gone in the army. I didn't prepare properly for this. I should have gone in the army, got a couple of medals, coasted through my comedy career until I hit 80, go on Britain's Got Talent, wear the fucking medals, stumble a little bit, you know, shake, stuff like that, have my hand shaking as I'm fucking telling dick jokes on stage and I just smashed it through to the final. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, he's uh, he's gone, but he was an inspiration. What a hell of a fucking final year of his life he had. Uh, fair play to him, that's what I say. Um here we go, moving on to something totally uh, different. This is something, this is an advert I saw on um, uh, Facebook. The Book of Faith, as um, as twats say. Oh, are you on the Book of Faith? You mean Facebook, mate? Is that what you fucking mean? Yes, I'm on. Oh, oh. oh fuck off. Uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, yeah, this is something horrendous. This is This is something... Um, that I saw an advert for. Now, this is a website called EdibleAnus.com. Now, I know, it's exactly what it fucking sounds like, people. Um, you'd, it's not about... <laughs> It's not about eating out people's assholes, or although I imagine that is where the germ of the idea came from. Uh, when somebody possibly had their tongue up somebody else's asshole, they're not going to have their own. And um, has gone, hmm, this is, I quite like the sensation of this, but like the taste is really putting me off. Um, this is a website, uh, as I say, edible anuses, where you can order, you can have your own asshole. Like, not the meat, but the fucking, you know, the cherry, um, the cherry bit, you know, um, you can have it, uh, this cast into fucking chocolate. So they take a cast of your asshole, the, um, you know, the bit that looks like, essentially the, the photo, I don't know if you've ever had the segments of chocolate orange, um, that are already pre-cut and that sort of thing. It looks like those. Um, or when you get a chocolate orange, smack it on a table, falls open, kind of looks like two of those um, stuck together at a 45-degree angle. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, you can have your own asshole cast into chocolate. I don't know. I don't, it just looks fucking horrible. Um, I don't know why you would want that. I don't know, you know, that whole thing about eating out people's assholes and stuff like that. I know there's people out there who do it, but I've, I've got too much of a fucking, um, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it and I couldn't look. The reason I couldn't do it is you've got to be in a committed relationship to do that. And if you are in a committed relationship to do that, and you're regularly eating out your partner's asshole, um, at some point they're going to start losing respect for you. <laughs> There's a definite power play there in there. It ain't If you're eating out your partner's asshole, that ain't a 50-50 relationship. <laughs> Whether you like doing it or not, right, that is not 
a 50-50 sort of like relationship. You are, you know, you've 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 gone down the pecking order a little bit there, haven't you? Like every time your power in the relationship is diminished every time your tongue touches their tack hole. Um, let's have a little bit of tea. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, so this is um, Edible Anus. First saw the light of day in 2006 when the London artist Magnus Irvine made a range of them in multicoloured chocolate to present in an exhibition. Uh, and from there... Somebody's gone, here we go. Uh, you can get one done in solid bronze as well. I don't know why you would want that. £450 to have your anus cast in solid bronze. Um, oh, you can see the fucking hairlines on it and shit like that. Where, what are you going to do with that? You're going to have cufflinks made out of it? Um, oh, that's a great idea. Or you could cast your own anus kit for twelve ninety nine. Just in case, I don't want to look back there. You know what I mean? I've seen the state of um, the t- that it's the mess it's made of the toilet sometimes. I know this is a bit toilet-y uh, episode. I've seen the mess it makes. I don't want to see what it fucking looks like. You know what I mean? Unless there's something seriously wrong down there, you know. Uh, you know, lumps growing out of it or something like that. I don't really want to... I've never felt the urge to um, to look at it in a mirror or anything like that or get another angle on it. I'm just like, well, you know, my relationship with it is as long as it's clean and functioning properly, I'm okay with that. I'm not that obsessed that I've ever thought to myself, you know what? What do you want for Christmas this year, Ben? You know what? I was thinking about a new pair of jeans or a shirt, but you know what? I'd love a casting of my own anus in bronze. You want to what? <laughs> anybody who'd come to you with that or anybody who'd give you that, not that you're, you know, like they're going to be able to, you know, give you your own. Here's a, we're in a committed relationship now. Oh my God. We're at the top of uh, the Empire State Building. It's very, uh, it's very sleepless in Seattle. He's got down on one knee. Oh, this is it. He's going to propose. Will you have a bronze casting of my own anus and wear it around your neck? <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, for fuck's sake. But there's people out there clearly buying it. Um, isn't there? Um, contact us at Edible Anuses. If you have any questions or anything, yes, I've got a question. Why? Why? Why would you do this? You know, uh, what's next? You know, a bronze casting of the inside of your ear canal with wax. Um, the inside of your fucking nose. You know, here's a, 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 just swallow some bronze and shit it out. Is that the next thing? The inside of your ass canal. You can... Uh, you know, have you ever thought about having like uh, earrings made out of uh, the a bronze casting of your own urethra? Uh, no, I haven't. But thank you for mentioning that. Um, talking about things that get stuck, um, there was a uh, story as well. Uh, talking about body parts, we might as well commit a hundred percent to this now, people. Um, this is uh, this is a guy who um, 
this is, I sound like a public safety announcer here. This is a guy uh, who swallowed an earbud uh, while sleeping. A man is warning people, he's warning people now uh, against using headphones whilst uh, falling asleep after healthcare workers had to remove a wireless earbud from his esophagus. Now, this is one of the things about wireless earbuds, right? I don't have wireless earbuds. I have the fucking wired ones because, I don't know about the rest of you, but... I haven't got that sensitive ears, like, on the inside. My ears don't really grip like hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I could fucking... I, I don't understand the attraction with wireless earbuds. But maybe it's me, the fact that I've been brought up on headphones, that and my initial headphones I ever had in the 80s were those foam fucking ones, and then... You had those ones that went over the top but clipped in your ears, kind of like the earbuds you get now. The um, fucking free ones you get with your iPhone or whatever. Um, but they clipped over the top, and that was with uh, uh, a sports Walkman I had, a tape-playing sports... I wish I still had that sports Walkman, man. That was back in the 80s when things said they were waterproof, and they were fucking waterproof. They were fucking bomb-proof. Yes, you needed a fucking flatbed lorry to transport a fucking Walkman around. Um, but... Um, but at least things were made with quality. God, I sound old. I sound old. Shut up. Stop it there, Ben. You sound too fucking old. Um, yeah, so uh, this guy who, who swallowed one of his wireless earbuds um, and uh, had to go to the local emergency room and have it x-rayed, and they said, yes, mate, you've swallowed your fucking earbud, you fucking idiot. I do sometimes go to sleep with the headphones on. This is... You know, that is a modern dilemma, that is. That is a dilemma that nobody saw coming. Not even the guy when he's, you know, falling asleep and the next minute he's choking on his own fucking earbud. Oh, that's fucking disgusting as well, isn't it? Mm, all that fucking... Because you do, no matter how clean you keep them, and I'll keep mine clean, baby, um, no matter how clean you keep them, they still get fucking dirt and wax and shit in there, don't they? Um... And having that, oh, God, Jesus, I, I, I don't know. It's up there with eating out somebody's anus. <laughs> Never saw the attraction in either. Um, anyway, what are we on? Uh, 30 minutes, people. Uh, that is 30 minutes. Uh, that was uh, episode 190 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Um, we got a bit sidetracked there, didn't we? Um uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, uh, it is just podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Tuesday, people. Um, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, uh, weekend, uh, motherfuckers. And I shall speak to you on Tuesday. Take care.